Get to Evo podcast coming your way, evolutionary.org. And today we're doing episode 513. Steve and the mobster joining me. How's it going, buddy? How you doing? Good. Good in the hood. Ready to rock and roll. So this is going to be an interesting one. Today we're going to talk about another peptide. Our growth peptides series continues. If you haven't seen our previous episodes, check them out. 512, 511. 510, 509, you know, we talk about different peptides. This time we're going to talk about HGH fragment 176-191. We're going to talk about how to dose it, cycling it, the benefits, you know, all got good stuff. So HGH frag 176-191, it's a fragment of the HGH peptide. Scientists found that if they truncated the peptide at the C-terminal region, they could isolate the fat loss attributes associated with HGH. So taking this fragment from HGH, including the peptide bonds from 176-191, they found they had developed a peptide that regulated fat loss over 12 times better than regular HGH. So that's pretty cool. Look, at the end of the day, there's no question as to why bodybuilders today are going to want to use human growth hormone. Human growth hormone, I've, I've interviewed a lot of guys over the years who have a lot of experience with, with human growth hormone, and they view human growth hormone as a great fat loss burner. They do not view anabolic steroids as fat loss burners. They view anabolic steroids as bulkers, things to take to get stronger, things to take to gain mass. But when it comes to HGH, they view it in a very black and white sense. They say anabolic steroids... I'll take them to bulk. I'll take them to get strong. I'll take them to gain mass. I'll take them to boost my appetite. HGH, I'm taking it for fat loss. So they have a very narrow mind about it. And these guys, they've been around for 15, 20, 25 years using these compounds, abusing these compounds. And that's their mentality towards it. The reason it's ability to regulate fat loss, add lean size, increase IGF-1 levels, that's one of the things that people love about human growth hormone. HGH frag 17191 was developed so that bodybuilding athletes not looking for the growth properties from HGH could still reap all the benefits of its amazing fat loss property. So if you're just after fat loss, this one might be the one for you. So we're going to teach you how to use this. We're going to teach you how it works. We're going to teach you how to dose it. We're going to teach you everything about it. So if this is something you want and 95 or 98% of people out there could all use fat loss, including me, you know, it's a constant war when it comes to fat loss because we view food as more of a social thing. I'm going to watch the football game. I want to eat, you know, I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to eat. I want to go out with my friends. What do you do when you go out with your friends? You eat, go on a date. What do you do? You go to dinner. So food is everywhere and we're all using too much food. So this could be a really, really good addition to your stack. So mom's going to bring you in here. Tell us your thoughts so far. Well, I was going to say two things here, Steve. One relates to uh, use of HGH. And I, well, I agree with you in, in, in the principle of most users, especially the way that you worded it earlier on, considering the uh, fat loss or if anything, the, the, the lack of additional fat being added depends of course guys as we say always with these podcasts 
You do need to diet. You do need to do your cardio. Your training does need to be on point. You can't just stick a needle in, regardless of how good something is, and hope for the best. If you do that and the rest, the benefits are magnified. The other thing was, Steve, I was going to say, and again, it depends on the person, of course, the magic, so to speak, of HGH, in my opinion, lays somewhere between the the fat loss, uh, the anti-aging. But in my opinion, you should never neglect also, uh, and again, this is more specific to HGH and some of the other peptides, uh, the um, tissue repair. And what I'm specifically thinking of, of course, it is uh, rehabbing and recovering after injuries, which we've discussed before. A great one, guys, and it's often made a mistake when it comes to anabolic steroids. And we've actually had a, a, a post this week on the forum come up in that particular regards. And that is, uh, as often as not, your connective tissue doesn't strengthen as quickly as the muscle when you're using performance-enhancing drugs, specifically anabolic steroids, because that's gaining strength, that's gaining size, and your connective tissue grows or strengthens at a much slower rate. That's why we used to see a lot of injuries and growth hormone and, and some of the peptides are specifically, and we've, we addressed one just the other day, BPC and CB500. These specifically uh, look at the rehab and re uh, fixing and repairing of in, uh, small injuries and small tears and so on and so forth. But this particular one, Steve, is fascinating to me. I looked at the information that we're referring to for this purpose of this podcast, and it was specifically, as Steve said, developed just to aid in fat loss, just to aid in that particular aspect, almost to, to the aspect of next to nothing else. So, yes, yeah, Steve, I mean, it's fascinating on that basis that, as in our pep, the rest of our peptide series, uh, when you look at these things, like I think, as I said, we, we did one on melatonin the other day, and that was specifically worked and created for blocking, uh, creating the tan as an aid uh, to prevention of and suppression of skin cancer. And uh, it worked incredibly well. This particular one, just, guys, honestly, almost like, you know, they're looking for that magic pill that we'd all love to reinvent just to stop, build up a fat and to help and aid in the breakdown of fat. And it does that almost to the exclusion of anything else, Steve. Anyway, back to you. All right. So let's get into how this stuff works in the body. So that's very important to kind of understand it. So just like all other peptides, it's basically going to be part of your peptide regimen. So a lot of people like to use it in a stack. So HGH frag, look, ability to regulate fat metabolism without the adverse side effects on insulin sensitivity. So that's huge. Yeah. Um, you know, when you abuse HGH, when you abuse some of these peptides, HGH peptides, you're going to build insulin resistance over time. This is why these big bodybuilders, you ever see them go on these survival shows? And guess what? They don't last very long. Because on the survival shows, you're going from eating your regular three, 4,000 calories a day, sometimes more. Yeah. And on these survival shows, you're lucky to get 100 calories a day. You know, So you're basically eating um, plants and, and worms and and things like that, you know, you're not getting slobs of meat handed to you. You're not getting a bunch of carbs handed to you when you're out in a survival situation. So what happens is these guys, they start getting a lot of side effects 
of low blood sugar because they're so used to feeding their body tons of protein and tons of carbs nonstop, but you're not getting that. So they've built over time a huge problem with insulin resistance. And it is a huge problem. And, you know, it's a weakness. And a lot of people don't like to hear that because all oh, these are big bodybuilders. If you're on these survival shows and you're, you know, you're putting a group and that big bodybuilder guy is there, you're like, yeah, you know, he's a big guy. He's going to help. He's going to help chop the wood. He's going to help gather, you know, the firewood for the fire. He's going to help build a shelter. He's big and strong. He's carrying a lot of things. But someone who really actually understands the way the body works, understands survival, knows, no, he's going to be a liability because his ass is going to be sleeping the whole time because he has no energy. The skinny, the skinny guy, the skinny vegan who's used to eating 1,200 calories a day is the one that's going to have all the energy. He's going to be off the wall with with energy because he's not insulin resistant. So it's all about you know making your body strong. And I've talked a lot about this over the years and how much I don't want to see people end up like that. So this is why HH Frag is something that I really like. It's not going to push you into that insulin resistant state. It's not going to fuck with your blood sugar like other growth hormone peptides or HGH. The way they accomplish this is they isolated the tail end of the GH molecule. So the scientists found the HGH frag 176-191 works even better than HGH to stimulate lipolysis, which is the breaking down of fat. So when you're in a fasted state, that's what happens. Lipolysis starts to happening and your body starts attacking those fat stores. So this is really cool. So if you want to if you want to lose fat, how can you go wrong that? So it goes a step further. It actually inhibits lipogenesis. So it stops formation of fatty acids and other lipids. So it's going to become really, really hard for your body to even store fat. Yeah. So unlike other fat burning compounds out there, you're not going to experience hunger suppressing qualities. You're not going to experience the jittery feelings. You're not going to be having the issues with, you know, your heart rate going crazy. Like if you were taking ephedrine or clen or uh, lots of caffeine stimulants, stuff like that. So it's a clean experience and it doesn't compete for HGH receptors either. So it's not going to cause hyper hyperglycemia in the process. Another benefit that it's going to do is all the good things that we like from HGH, which is lean body mass promotion, increased protein synthesis. When you're working out, you're going to be able to keep more of your muscle. It's going to break down and repair. You're going to increase your bone mineral density. You're going to sleep harder. You're going to sleep better. You may notice you only need, uh, you need an hour less sleep at night because you're going to be sleeping so hard on this stuff. You ever have like a really, really good night's sleep and then you go work out and you're like, wow, I feel so much better. And then another time you just don't sleep good. Maybe the kids waking you up all night, the dog or the cat, they, or the smoke alarm went off in the middle of the night and you're up for your sleep or neighbors playing loud music. You don't sleep good and then you go work out and you work out shit. So on this, you're going to sleep harder. You're going to be able to work out much better. Really is a really cool one. And it's you know right up a lot of people's alley because of the way the scientists were able to kind of isolate it. So really, really cool. 
little peptide here. What do you think, Monster? Is this something you uh, you'd be interested in? Yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking again. I think I've addressed this on other podcasts when we talked about peptides as well. One of the things I always say is look at the clinical use, and I was just thinking about that as you was approaching the end of the, the last part of the conversation. There, I was thinking, who who would this be aimed at? So one of the things, if Steve and I could invent something tomorrow that you could give to fat people in the form of a pill or or an injection or whatever else, and they didn't have to do anything else except take this pill. And then miraculously dropped fat. Uh, we would be billionaires, as they say, by this time next year. We really would. It would be the pill or the injection of the century, if not the last, you know, of the last thousand years. It would be that kind of level of invention. However, I actually think this is probably what this was invented for, Steve. You, what you look at the way that it's been described, and you look at the specific uh, cause of action that these scientists were looking for. And that's exactly what I think it was used for. But like I said, it doesn't work on the, you know, I'm 600 pounds, I'm 80% body fat, what can I do? Oh, we'll take this fragment and Bob Sharungle. No, 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 no. As always, and I said this earlier on, activity and diet is number one and number two. And then this fragment, and it's fascinating to me, like I said earlier, the idea that they've specifically isolated almost to 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 one specific cause of action, Steve, is fascinating. And like, like I said in the other podcast, you look at what the clinical use was. That's your starting point, whether it's a, a, an anabolic steroid, whether it's catabolic, whether it's a peptide, no matter what it is, and find out what the original use for, and even sometimes the dual use, a second or third use that came along, you know, something that's used for opening up the, 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 the nasal passages, bronchial passages allowing you to breathe easier, then increased uh, heart rate, then increased metabolic rate, and lo and behold, your ability to breathe easier to suddenly become a fat loss drug vis-a-vis some of the steroids, and I'm thinking the clenbuterol. So it's that sort of stuff. But here we are, right, with a product that works very similarly to clen, but without the side effects, as Steve said. So it's fascinating to me that a scientist of that clever and uh, are starting to understand, you know, the genome, the, the, and, and what works and what doesn't work, why the body does this, why the body does it. And look at this. You've got a product that breaks down fat, number one, stops storage of fat, number two, and doesn't have all those side effects. And I've actually said to you sometimes that the strongest drugs, uh, and I'm thinking about stuff like halo testing, uh, train, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The reason why they have so many side effects is because of their strength, because of the anabolism, because of the muscle building and the fat breakdown and whatever else. And you go, well, you're hitting something really hard with a super, uh, the most powerful drug you possibly can. Why are you surprised when you get side effects? And yet here, they've taken the side effects out. It, is, it sounds absolutely amazing. So it has a well-deserved reputation, Steve, in my opinion. And like I said to you guys before, another of these podcasts, I'm learning as we do this podcast, as we do the research, the show research, as we talk it through, as we read the articles that we've presented to you in this podcast, I'm learning the same thing. And to me, it's fascinating that they've managed to isolate all the pluses and remove almost all the minuses, and you and you still get some of the additional benefits. So it's fascinating to me that they've got these different peptides that do different things, and this one is right up this thing, certainly for fat loss, above and beyond almost anything else. Yeah, back to you. So do you want to go over kind of the way HH frag is going to come? And uh, HH frag is going to yeah. come in a in a in a vial. Do you want to kind of explain uh, some yeah, tips yeah. and tricks yeah. to mixing yeah. it and keeping it from going yeah. bad? 
So here's the thing, guys, and, and I, I've, we've touched on this in other podcasts, uh, but it's, it's always best to repeat this information because few of the peptides are super cheap. Back in the day, and I think it's slightly better now, Steve, just HGH on its own, with, you, you really needed to be spending $500 a month for a minimum, in my opinion, of three months to see the benefits, especially when it comes to the fat burning side and getting into condition, never mind the, the tissue repair, the injury repair. So I, I looked into this in the past, as you know, for two buddies with Crohn's and colitis, and it was on an HIV slash AIDS forum, and these uh, the people on the forum were spending 500 bucks a month. Now, if you're going to spend 500 bucks, make sure you know what you're doing. So as an obvious example, all of the peptides, all of the HDH stuff arrives in a very delicate white powder form. It's a very small amount. In a, in a little ampule, a uh, very small vial. And as an example, they are all fragile as fuck. They really are. You can't, you can't just squirt water in, shake, 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 and you're good to go. No, you almost have to dribble the water in down the side of the vial, and then you very gently swirl it. You can't leave it out uh, in a warm room. You can't leave it out in, in a cold place. Uh, it's best not to leave it out in the sun. Literally, this is what most users do. Dribble that water in, like I said. Swirl it up like the way that I talk until it breaks down and dissolves. In this brachyacidic water, by the way. And then when you're not using it, it's in the top shelf of the fridge. It's kept, kept cool, but not ice cold. It can't be in bright sunlight. It can't be anywhere where it's super warm. When it arrives in a post, guys, especially for you guys that are getting your products, all your BEDs delivered to a PO box, or you have the mailbox at the uh, front of your yards, you don't want to leave it too long. No, but regardless of how well it's packed by uh, the sender, get to that mailbox, get to the PO box, take it out there and get it stored away properly, even before you make it up. Another thing is not to make up too much at once. So literally, for example, if you've got a, a pack of HGH, it's not unusual to see 10 of these little vials in there. Make up one, maybe two, Steve, at the most. And again, in the fridge, keep the others in cold, cold storage, like I said, same as you would all medication. And then something else which I, I need to reiterate, and I've said this on previous peptide podcasts, understand the difference between micrograms and milligrams. 99.9% of you guys using performance-enhancing drugs, when it comes to steroids specifically, it's all milligrams. But micrograms, or in the case of HGH intravenous units, is a fraction. One microgram is one thousandth of a milligram. So we have had, and it's it's okay to ask, but it's kind of simple maths at the same time. We have had the occasional forum user come online and say, guys, if, if I put this much liquid bacrocytic water with this much powder, how much per milligram or how much per mill of water have I got? Ask, because I wouldn't want to make that mistake. It could be expensive, Steve. And again, preparation, making sure you're getting the doses right. And again, making sure how much you know exactly what you're putting in. It's unlike anabolic steroids, not, which again, pretty much turn up in an already prepared state. You are preparing it for yourself and you do that because it would degrade otherwise. And then it becomes a concern that you're not mixing it right. You're not dosing it right. So on and so forth. So we give you this advice now and you're more than welcome to come onto any of the forums we're involved with and double check to get those ratios, to get those numbers right, Steve. So you're not wasting your money. You're not degrading the product. You're not wasting your bucks, guys. And you're doing it right, and you're, and you're injecting it right, and so on and so forth. So there you go. Um, the obvious thing here, and I'll read this as well, Steve. Time your injections. 
Now, this is one of those situations where sometimes you could do it wrong and you're still going to get some benefit. But we're looking here to give you the advice to do it right and get the maximum benefit, optimal usage, and just basically the biggest bang for your buck, guys. So as an example, these are dosing suggestions. Typical would be 500 micrograms a day, and this could be done by dosing 250 micrograms in the morning, pre-workout, for example, and 250 micrograms before lunch or before bed. Uh, and again, that's because of the side effects, which we will get into. They are a few, they are minimal, and as we say, they must have been worked out by the scientists, but you need to keep that in mind. And, and in fact, one of those particular ones is the benefit, as Steve said earlier on, of additional sleep. So dosing it before bed is just going to make you lethargic, which is perfect for when you're going to sleep. Users one want to take note of the time of injections and their diet. And if, for example, optimal usage would be to inject HGH fragment 176191 on an empty stomach or with just protein in the stomach. Again, I'm thinking of injection sites, Steve, is I don't think it matters enormously, but what you're finding, a lot of users using nearly all your peptides uh, take a fold of skin down at that joint between the lower part of the stomach and the hip, and you literally just grab the skin there, pinch, pinch, hopefully not too much of an inch, as they say, of uh, skin and, and, and the fat and what's in underneath the skin and inject it in there. So subcutaneous, just beneath the skin, it doesn't need to go in the muscle. Other fragments, other peptides can, can be, for example, in the case of the uh, helium peptides, can be can be site-injected. It, it works a little bit better, but this particular one, you're putting it into the belly. If, if, if for no other reason it's a great spot to inject, it's easy to inject into. And again, there might be an argument for a slight, and I mean a very small uh, site enhancement, and in this particular case, fat loss, and that's so there you go. Um, like other peptides, it has been noted not to work as effectively in the presence of carbohydrates and sugars. Now, what we talked about earlier on with regards to uh, insulin sensitivity, right, so again, this is not an excuse if you're using this product to go out and eat fat and eat cream cakes and eat junk food and eat, uh, like Steve said, it will work, but it will work a whole lot better if you do the other things you're supposed to be doing. There is no drug yet where you can be a fat, lazy bitch eat chips, eat cake, eat sauce, have sauces, eat out every single day, do no cardio, no walking, no manual labour, and get slim. Uh, uh, the closest one that we don't recommend at all when it comes to that is DMP, and DMP is positively lethal in many, many, many cases. This works without some of those things, but will work so much better if you put the work in, if you do the diet, if you fast, if you train properly. Uh, if you dose it right, and again, not having carbohydrates and sugars in your diet, and especially as you're giving yourself the injection. Back to you, Steve, for the side effects. All right, so, you know, let's get into some of the negative aspects. Um, look, there's not many side effects with HGH frag. Use the, the proper dosage the way we're telling you guys to do it. Um, redness or soreness at the site of injection, you know what, that can happen with any injection any peptide whether you're injecting steroids peptides hgh whatever um mobster touched on this excessive sleepiness or being lethargic that's possible um it just depends on how you are i think if you're one of those people you know i'm definitely not one of these people but one of these people who can just sit at their desk at work and like doze off then i could see that being an issue but if you're not like that I, you know i've seen people like just go and sit like 
at the airport or something and it's noisy at an airport and they're just sitting there and just sleeping while they're sitting in a chair or sleeping on an airplane or something with a loud engine, you know, next to you. And it's just bizarre to me, you know, I, <laughs> you know, so I think if you're just like prone to, to that, I could see this being an issue, but I don't see it. Being I can zone out, Steve. It's not sleeping, sleeping, but I've done this because I've traveled for competitions and it's zoning out. And so it's kind of like that bit just before you go to sleep. And I've actually had practice with this. So it's kind of like, I think there's a, a meme or, or an article that does his rounds on Facebook and it says it's like a military tip. And essentially you are doing everything but go to sleep. So you are slowing down, your mathematically slows down. So there's an element there. We also get peaks and troughs. Part of the problem with diets, modern diets, whether sugar, glucose, syrup, et cetera, et cetera, is the peaks and troughs, the sugar highs and sugar lows. And so again, I mean, for me, if that happened to me, and I can do it, I could kind of half put it into that place. Get up and go for a walk, guys. Literally step up and walk away from your desk, go and say hello to a buddy and come back and you're liven up. Have a, don't have it too late in the back in the day, got too late in the day, guys, but a small cup of coffee or a small cup of tea if you're English and uh, just, just liven yourself up for a minute. Shake, you know, shake your arms, shake your legs, bob, bob your arms, should be fine. I mean, like I said earlier on, as what we call a negative is also positive. Because it's aiding in the depth of sleep. It's aiding in that quality of sleep like we talked about. So the idea that you can have something that makes you feel sleepy is great just before bed. And that's when you should naturally feel sleepy. And here we are talking about it as a negative. It's a negative at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's not a negative 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. It's fantastic. Then. So, again, that's why we talked about dosing around times. If you're going to take it before the gym, you're going to smash the gym. So you shouldn't be sleepy there. Uh, but as Steve said, if you're giving yourself a jab before lunch in, in the toilets at the office or at work or something like that, then there might be a potential issue. As, but how many of you got? I suspect that um, if the average user tends to have a high, higher standard of education, so more of you will be at your desk than uh, labouring on a construction site. Get up and walk around, take that coffee, talk to a buddy for five minutes, that feeling will pass and you'll be great for the rest of the day. And then obviously, again, if you're toasting it before the gym, no problem. Gym is actually a very, very good time for your body to naturally reduce growth hormone, including uh, having some of the uh, pluses that we're talking about here. And just dosing it carefully around your diet. And, and when you're not training uh, and you're not taking it before a meal, late in the day is perfect, Steve. It really is. So find what works for you. If it's a sleep issue during the daytime, a dosing issue during the daytime, which is just to do with peaks and troughs of energy. Honestly, have a couple of biscuits, get up for a walk, have a small cup of coffee, cup of tea, or should be fine. Or even a cup of ginger tea, Steve. It's nice and healthy, no caffeine in it, and ever so slightly stimulatory, and also great for your digestion, but it'll wake you up a tiny little bit. You'd be surprised, guys. And these are the sort of things that can help you in the length and uh, journey. Uh, it's a positive uh, things to do that will aid with the fat loss and give you the quality that you're looking for. Thank you, Steve. So let's get into some of the final thoughts on um, HGH Frag. So a lot of guys like to use it, as I said earlier, stacking it with another GHRH or a GHRP, okay? And um, what I mean by another, another GH peptide. So it's a really good option. Um, you can use it solo, um, but really, you know, to get the most out of it, it's a really good idea to stack it. Um, and a lot of guys like to stack it with, you know, other other growth hormones. You can also stack it with with just with with HGH itself. Um, so the nice thing about HGH frag, it's not going to cause thyroid issues. It's not going to mess with glucose sensitivity. It's 
not going to cause any carpal tunnel issues. The side effects are pretty much eliminated. Um, nice thing about it, you'll lean out, you'll increase vascularity, you'll put on lean muscle mass. So it really is a, a cool one to try. And, um, you know, I might be I might be running a cycle of it coming up. Um, it sounds it sounds like a really, really good one in terms of the price. You know, it's it's not the cheapest peptide. Uh, you get a five milligram vial worth. OK, which is going to last you about about 10 days. If you're running 500 micrograms a day, you're going to it's going to last you about 10 days. That's going to run you between 30 and 55 dollars, depending on um, on what source you use. So over the course of a month, you know, you're going to be spending somewhere between 100 and 150 bucks, you know, Cheap. on it. Which isn't bad. Yeah, yeah it's not bad, sure. but it's also not it's not the cheapest peptide out there, but it's also, you know, it's peptide. And that's one of the advantages of using these peptides over buying HCH. An HCH kit over the course of a month might run you 300, 350 or more. Yeah. Um, some of these anti-aging clinics are charging people a thousand dollars a month. I mean, so it's <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. So, yeah, you'll save money um, uh, and, and give it a shot. Why don't you come on the forum? Uh, run a log and we would love yes. to hear from you. And that would be, that would be really, really cool. And just follow what we're telling you to do. Um, you know, take it fasted as Mobster mentioned, it's gotta, it, it, if you want it to get the most optimal results, yep. take it fasted. So in this situation, if you're going to take, you know, 250 micrograms in the morning, pre-workout, you work out in the morning, that's perfect. Work out fasted and take it pre-workout. And then you can take either 250 micrograms before your first meal of the day, or you can take the 250 micrograms before bed. Now, a lot of people in our modern culture, they'll eat food all the way into, into the evening. You know, they get home, you know, five, six o'clock at night, and then they make dinner. So if that's the case, it might not work to take it before bed. But if you're one of the people who likes to stop, then, uh, then do it. All right. So, Mobster, final thoughts and take us in the disclaimer. It was a great show. I think this is one of those fascinating peptides. Well worth a try. And, yeah, make sure you use an approved source, as always. We have those on the forums. Highly recommended and rated by us and by other users. as a great place to get it so you know you're getting the real deal. Definitely check this one out. Do your own research, guys. Check what we said. Make sure it's accurate. And uh, Bob's your uncle. Yeah, fantastic, Steve. Please note we're not doctors and our opinions on the shows are ours and ours alone. It's our view based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.